I mean, how's how's Guthrie feeling? He booked his plane ticket oh, to Vegas. Saying? Feeling good, man. Yeah. Feeling real good. <laughs> Sound like a man driving in the desert. I, I like that. You know, the uh, Tropicana sending me a ton of emails. They want me back. Do they? Oh, yeah, I'm sure they do. It's You're not, terrible at gambling. I don't know if I'm proud to say that. Taylor, put your headphones on. We're recording, right? Okay, so it's fine. This is the episode where the podcast is going to really pick up steam. We are the ACC Basketball Degenerates, and we're ready to go. The rest of the media is just discovering that college basketball is being played, but not us. This clan is primed for the stretch run of February and March, and we're going to prove it tonight. We're going to tell you exactly what's going to occur this weekend and Thursday. Since football's over, you might be joining us for the first time unless you're one of our ballin' followers who've already have a leg, leg up Shout on the rest to of our the followers. Ball in. We'll introduce ourselves again because we might get some new listeners tonight. To my left is Guthrie Alexander. Hello, sir. Good evening. Good evening. And then it's our EP, Taylor Pilkington. Fantastic to be here, Luke. And then the life of the pod, Vegas Mike Jaffe. Oh, I'm here. I'm here. Can't wait. Can't wait. Come on. I, I get so excited. I tense up. Like, I just tense up. It's great. I, I'm excited to be here, obviously. And I'm your host, Luke Neer. If you want to jump on this gravy train, people, you can get a 10th row seat on the bandwagon behind the 135 in front of you. Follow us at ACCBballDGen. <laughs> oh, it just sounds so sad. The worst part is that 135 Twitter followers can literally fit on a bus. Yeah, they can. <laughs> you know? They can. Like and you know what? those are like Russian bots. I'm yeah, sure. yeah, which is fine. I'm fine I'll with that. I'll take it. They're also <laughs> the most informed diehard college basketball fans in the country. So, Well, yeah, well, the thing w- is our listenership is much more than that, though, which actually makes me very proud. It's like, you know, they need to join Twitter. It's like... 300 Spartans could, you know, take down uh, how many thousand Persians? Right. It's sort of like our thing. 135 plus, what, four? That's 139. We can take down a bunch of, you know, blowhards in the media, right? And, you know, blowhard fans. So let's let's roll with that. Okay, here's our agenda tonight. Weekend highs and lows from this past weekend. We'll, We'll recap briefly. We'll also take a look back at Big Monday in Charlottesville which was a huge game uh, between two top 15 ACC teams. Also, conspiracy theories. It's been about a month, so we'll give you one or two tonight. And then we'll go outside the conference for our notable non-ACC <laughs> fireballs and dogs because we got to get primed for the NCAA tournament, so we're going to start covering some ground outside the conference. And then uh, we'll go North Carolina Duke preview. Whoa. Is that game on TV, guys? And then finally, the weekend preview. Sound good? Yeah, I think all that works for me. I, I'm really looking forward to the game on Thursday and the upcoming games. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, it's just going to be a good weekend for college basketball in general. We're also going to have, which you left out, the release of the top 16 teams in college basketball according to the yes, we college, uh, I guess the committee. Uh, they'll be releasing their top four seeds from each division on Saturday. Yep. It'll be kind of a mm. big rollout. I'm pretty excited but, for that. But we're not going to release them. No, no, I'll be releasing we my should. own at we some sh- point. We should. We should do that. <laughs> I don't know. Call USA be... Today because you <laughs> yeah. will be releasing them. It'll have a nice little infographic in the bottom of the page. Right, right. It'll be right next Everybody to the coach's poll. Yeah. Should Vegas we do like a quick poll. reaction pod on Saturday to tell the committee where they were wrong? I wouldn't mind right. if we just kind of like live tweeted or live broadcast let's it, do it as they're doing it. You know, I would really enjoy that. Let's tweet it out. Yeah, let's okay. do it. I'm down. All right, Taylor, lead us on uh, this past weekend. Uh, Topics of note, trends of note, things that pop off the page. The Syracuse resurgence, we need to talk about it at least. Right. Is Syracuse who we expected them to be at the beginning of the season? 
They are now. Yeah. Have they reached their their final form? <laughs> However, here's my here's my reservation, and I'm staying on this island. And we got some replies. We got some emails about this. People saying oh, you're wrong about Syracuse. Well, you know what? I'm st- I'm standing on this island. They're not making the tournament. I'm gonna stay with it. Ooh, I like it. I, I like mean, it. You might be right, just because they have such an uphill climb from their best wins. Early Virginia, stuff. great team that's undervalued in the eyes of most. Maybe the committee. Florida State. Florida State. A team week, who could be derailed before. in the in the end uh, portion of the season, right, Mike? Yeah, I mean, uh, they they're could, running out of steam a little bit. But let's could, talk about those losses for Syracuse, St. Right? John's. One of the worst losses mm. you can have on a resume. Mm-hmm. By 33 at home. Right. UConn. Horrible loss. Not a good team on a neutral floor. And then again at home against Georgetown. Yeah. Can't beat anyone in the Big East. They can't beat any of their former foes. I, I agree with you, Luke. I mean, people, people live in the moment, and they want to see these four wins and put Syracuse in the tournament. But if you look at our buddy Ken has them on a game-to-game basis losing the rest of their games of the season except for the finale. Yeah, they won't so, get to 20 wins. It's a rough stretch coming up. They it also is. lost to Boston College. This is true. By 15. Bayheim well, went man-to-man in that game. So I'm going to I'm gonna ask, okay. ask, ask you, gentlemen, and Taylor, you're welcome to defer. Yeah. Does anybody else want to join me on this island? Because it's yeah. me right now and the rest of the world and the media. I, I learned this with my first girlfriend in the 10th grade. You never want to peak too early. you know. So I agree with you in that I, I think that this team right now is peaking. I do not see them sustaining throughout the rest of the season. I don't see them playing well in the ACC tournament. And I agree with you that they will not make the tournament. So Mike and Luke and... And then on the other side of the fence is the rest of the world in the media. Would you guys like to join us or you can join the the, the majority? I think it's it seems to me that it's easier to say they're not going to make the tournament just because the they don't have enough wins. I, 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 have I think that's a minority opinion at this point. Really? I'm so surprised. I'm not, I guess, I'm, just, you, I'm not part of the mainstream media, but uh, I, think, I think they're not going to be locked in for the tournament going into the ACC tournament and they're going to need... Two, at least, maybe three wins. I mean, they're going to have to go deep into the tournament, in the ACC tournament, to make. I think two wins is an uphill battle. Yeah. I mean, I. In the ACC tournament. I also want to say that right now, the team that we're seeing right now is a very different team from what we saw early in the season. A lot of those losses you listed, even the early season ACC losses, the zone is. I don't know if it's just that people don't know how to play against the zone. It seems like I feel like every team in college basketball I'm watching now has like forgotten how to play against the zone. Uh, they've forgotten how to like get the ball to the high post and pass out of that. It's just people are struggling with the zone in general, and I don't understand why. But Syracuse, it's coming together. They're doing a better job, and their offense is is still doing great. But I think the zone, their defense is kind of coalescing better in in this part of the season. Right. Okay, the matchups down the stretch. Yeah, Louisville's a bad matchup for Syracuse. I'm sorry because Louisville can de- defend the three better than anybody I think in the country, and they can defend jump shots really well, and, and they can kill the glass. Right? Absolutely. So Syracuse is a horrible defensive rebounding team, so it plays right into Louisville's yeah, strengths. Partially due to their lack of size, the other part because of their because zone of play. The zone. So yeah. Yeah. Georgia Tech twice. Georgia Tech might be able to take one of those. Yeah, they mm-hmm. might take. It looks so tough, and also a lot of the problem is they play. Pittsburgh, which you think easy win for them, they play them away, and Syracuse has been really bad away in the ACC so far. And Pitt generally plays well against that team, even though it's, I mean, it's a different coach, but yeah, maybe there's some leftovers who know how to play against that team. And then finally Duke, which I actually think they're going to win that Duke game. 
Guthrie, what do you think? This is this is tough. This is very tough. I know it's it's a it, line in the sand. Now yeah. I'll tell you what I love the way Syracuse is playing right now, but I just don't know if they can erase the multitude of sins. I love how they're playing right now. If they had just done this in the non-conference, they'd be there, which yeah. just kind of churns me up inside. If they if they didn't have maybe one or two of those bad losses in the non-conference, it, it, I think I think we'd be having a different conversation right now. Uh, the fact that they're playing Louisville twice and Duke, I mean. How many of those? How many? Of, they have what? Six games left. How many wins? How many wins are they going to get realistically? Yeah, maybe two. Yeah, I think they I, split. It, a three and three is not going to get them in the tournament. Three and three down the stretch is not going to get them in the tournament. So I have to say, like while I agree, I think they're playing much better. They have a shot, which you know, a couple weeks ago was not even you know remotely on people's mm-hmm. radar. You have to give them credit for that. Yeah. But Absolutely. Well, to my mind, they have to win at least four games to to have a yeah, shot. Yeah, so four games would put them at not 12. counting an ACC T game. Yeah, not counting. Yeah, right. Exactly. Twelve and Just six in the, in the ACC. Yeah. Uh, Twenty and eleven, I believe. It means I, I see their most likely path to making the tournament as beating Georgia Tech twice, beating Pittsburgh, and beating Duke. I'm assuming they're going to lose to Louisville both times. Okay. It's you, you guys need to make decisions. Mike, I, Mike and I have made decisions. If I if gun to my head, I'd say they're not going to make the tournament. Yeah, I would too. And I think they're good enough talent wise, but I don't think they're going to make it. I I agree that they're a really good team, but I just think they they had too many lapses. I'm going to switch so we have someone saying no. This don't now. do that. no. The rest of the world says the oh, other okay. way. The other the rest well, of the world has the other on side. This podcast to be on the no side no. Let's get let's be unified for once. We're good when we're unified. It's rare. It Are never we? happens. Okay, that's okay. enough on Syracuse. But the, it's a topic. It's a it's a national topic, so we had to hit it. Other games, because, uh, yeah, they, they blitzed Virginia in that second half. Looked great. I also love how Bayheim is trying to milk his post-game walk-off celebrations, maybe to sway some, yeah, sway some emotions, right, in the committee. He's walking off the floor. He's shaking hands. He's got his arms held up in the air. He's <laughs> well, swaying. He, well, he just... learned from last year that he's a key factor in the committee's decision to pick a team. He's the only reason. He's the only reason they made the tournament last year was because sure. he was not around. Yeah, but when they if, were losing. If so you're a committee person who, who doesn't have an analytics brain and you see like a Hall of Fame coach walking off like with his arms in the air. You're like, wow, what a win. He, he's excited. Right. And he's been through this a thousand times, a thousand and one times, right? <laughs> yeah. So, it, Kind of related to uh, Syracuse as we transition here. Asterix. Can I just um, say a little eulogy for Clemson? The ghost. Oh, the, man. The, the yeah. artist formerly that game known as Clemson. Last, that game last night was uh, heartbreaking for the Clemson Tigers. Because, you know what, they are brutal. the best team the best bad team in the country. Yeah, right. I think they're the best. And, and worst for those team. that didn't see, I mean, Syracuse <laughs> I beat Clemson on the buzzer beater right. last night. And Clemson, where, where was it? Brown, was it Brownwell said that he had no idea that uh, yeah, t- they Tyus didn't... Battle was in the game or not? Yeah. Tyus and, Battle. And all it, was, it was Tyus Battle. It was Tyus Battle. Right? <laughs> yeah, Jate Jate was guarding him. Right. And Leiden was was like driving like half heartedly into the into the lane. Yeah. And Jate does what he always does and like comes. Yeah, off. he collapsed. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's only instinct. Leaves them wide open. <laughs> that was just the best. That was the best worst reaction that I had heard. Was I? I just had no idea he was in the game. I didn't know he was in the game at the time. Yeah. I'm gonna call this right now. Clemson is gonna be. I mean, they're they have 13 wins right now. I don't know how they're gonna finish the season. They're going to make the NIT barely. They're gonna be like a low <laughs> seed, an eight seed in the NIT. 
and they're going to win the NIT. That's my prediction. Well, right that's now. the only chance you see Brad next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's an NIT think, win. I'm sorry. I th- yeah. I, really, Brad Brunel is in a difficult difficult spot, I think. He is one of three coaches. I'm going to ask This is a short trivia question. One of three coaches in power conference teams that has not made the tournament in each of the last five seasons. Brad Bunnell is one of the three. Okay. Do you guys coach, know the other not two? Not a team, a coach. A co- well, I mean, a coach at a school that has not. Right. He has. He's been at the school for the past five seasons. Okay. Okay. Oh. So I'm going to say the Kansas State coach will be one of them. It is not. No, they. It is not. Um, what's his name? Yeah. Kansas State's coach. Yeah. What God? What is it? The Bruce Weber. Bruce Weber. Thank you. Looks exactly like my father-in-law. Uh, Actually, yeah. Fun fact. That's... Yeah, they look there like doppelgangers. All right, uh, back okay. on topic from last weekend. Other games of note. Uh, Wake Forest beat Georgia Tech. I think Mike was a little premature on the, the Yellow Jacket Hive, mm. I don't know, Love Fest last week. I don't know. I, call I, you out. I still think they're going to make the tournament. Yeah, well, uh, you I, thought they were going to contend for a, a double buy, so... Hey, you, you deserve know, some grief for that. Is it, is it too late? Uh, maybe it is mathematically. They have but, six losses. Hey, Miami NC those, State was the biggest ZZZ game of the weekend, and Louisville Boston College was another ZZZ game, to quote Guthrie. And then we had Duke with an unimpressive home showing against Pitt. So that's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, just kind of like kind of the drudges of the middle. What of are the worst? Conference what are the worst play. Saturdays yeah, this year for yeah. ACC basketball? I mean, in is, ACC basketball, and, yeah. you know, these kids are playing. You know, three games a week. It's everybody's tired. Anybody can get beat. It's just it's a very tough time to be a college basketball player. I think with the national attention now focused on them, I think you'll see. I think you'll see a better better performance by a lot of these. On top Sunday, team, we had UNC Notre Dame. So that was a. Yeah. Yeah. Fun did, game. Did, anything, did anything in a, unexpected go, no, it kind of go down there? Out like we well, did. the unexpected thing was that Notre Dame covered yeah. the game. I mean, UNC was winning by 13 to 15 for most of the game, and then Notre Dame came back, as you kind of know that they're going to do because yep. they can shoot the ball, and they came back in and covered by uh, with a seven-point loss. So I have some random questions tonight I'm going to throw at you. Inter- in- intermediately during the podcast. Okay. And since we're on Notre Dame topic, I have to ask this to Mike real quick. Just a random question. Okay. All three of you are going to get one from me tonight. All right. So okay. be prepared. I like it. At a random time. There's a lot of VJs in your life these days, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and you can get creative here. Feel VJs. free to include. Oh, VJ. Oh, okay. No, feel no. free to include <laughs> the Vesturia jumper as a VJ, okay? Okay, wait. Why would I consider that a? Why would I consider the story that a, a jumper? Oh, but, oh, oh. See, you're just, you're just a little slow. <laughs> yep, it's okay. Yep, it's all right. I'm only on my first beer. I need my second. And beer. you love your other two VJs. So if you had to choose between the three, or you could provide another example of a VJ, who would oh, you pick? I would probably go with the French version of BJ Anya, VJ Anya. <laughs> um, that is would probably be my favorite BJ, just because, or my favorite VJ, I should say. I would love to see him as a French Caribbean man. And just with his shirt off, just renting jet skis. That would probably be my favorite VJ. More so than VJ King? Uh, or know, VJ Beecham? VJ Beecham is still, to me, the most prolific you know, dunker and one of the most exciting players in the ACC. So I still love watching him play. And you love VJ King. Don't act like you don't. Yeah, I do. You know, he is exciting. Um, but you watch him play defense, and then you watch Rick I mean, he was Pitino a boy. undress him in uh, the Big Monday game this past uh, couple days ago. But still, I like the idea of a jet ski running BJ on you from uh, the maybe I, I imagine Martin. him on the water in the Port of Miami with DJ Khaled, Snapchatting his <laughs> yeah. jet ski adventure. Right, right. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, I, no. I can see the music video <laughs> I mean, right that's now. That's amazing. Right? You can see it. You can see it. <laughs> yeah. Probably They're both going to need It starts extra... out as another one, another one. Yeah, the inappropriate <laughs> Jose Hernandez reference with like a jersey in the water or something. Yeah. We need to make that happen. Oh, right. <laughs> um, call, that's call enough DJ for random Khaled question right number one. Yeah, yeah. I like I like the direction this took. <laughs> you Both of you are going to get your random question. Oh, we, I can't wait. wait. Let's go to our next topic. That was a nice segue, actually. Let's go to Big Monday in Charlottesville. And this can also be combined with the conspiracy theory. I did a lot of work after this game. But let's talk about Big Monday, Virginia, and a shorthanded Louisville team, a top 15 showdown. Cavaliers run right in the second half and come away with the 16-point victory over Louisville. Thoughts? We'll start with Guthrie, and we'll go clockwise. Uh, a very impressive second half from Virginia, obviously. Um, How many pairs of boxers did you go through in that second half? Guthrie? Man, it, it, it was actually so. It, it was funny. Any. I had a conversation with uh, a friend at halftime, and I was it like, bothers Man. me that this triggers like an immediate response. Like, funny you say that. Yeah, <laughs> well, that bothers me. <laughs> well, <laughs> I will say, I will say, um, the conversation was more about the issues that I saw with Virginia mm-hmm. and how I am constantly baffled by some of the decisions that are made by mm-hmm. some of the players. You were hard on them a little bit. At halftime, yes. Yeah. It was it was not a great first half. Right, right. Down by two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Louisville was up by seven or nine at one point. Yeah. I mean, really looked to be in control of the yeah. game. Donovan Mitchell was dominating the ball. Not a lot UVA was doing offensively. Yeah. Did you watch the shots Louisville was taking in that first half? They were making some pretty tough shots. Mm-hmm. It, it is true. It is true. Uh, you got to give credit though when when a player like VJ King or Donovan Mitchell is hitting those tough shots. Mm-hmm. They did well in the back door, but that got adjusted at halftime. Yeah, I didn't. The back door was closed off in the second half. So what what was your what were your impressions in the second half, Guthrie? I mean, really, uh, defense defense was actually closing down on perimeter uh, penetration, mm-hmm. which is is a huge deal against Louisville. Right, and, and has been a weakness of UVA in some of their bigger absolutely. losses. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. John we could Gill not, and Jalen Brunson. Yeah, we could yeah. not we could not stop Syracuse's guards in mm-hmm. the second half. Right. And it seemed like that maybe was finally figured out. Did you say we? Yes. <laughs> I mean I'm a resident Homer. Come on. <laughs> All right, so Taylor, I, Taylor, I'm, your thoughts. I'm allowed okay. to say we once in a while. Taylor. I mean <laughs> would you take co- away? In contrast to Guthrie's like heart palpitations I, I, you mentioned the shot selection throughout the first half. All I could think was I had Luke's voice in my head saying, uh, Tony Bennett, he's got Patino's number. It's taken care of. I don't know why that's your my yeah, voice I love, for you. Right? Yeah. Hey, Tony Bennett. I don't know why you become Italian. When I yeah, I'm, I'm German Irish. So I don't know where you're, you're getting that. I don't know what that is. Um, anyways, that's all I could think about. And I was like, there, this shot selection, like the, some of these things that they're getting. They're not going to get that the entire game. It's going to regress to the mean. UVA is going to grind him down. I real, I was like, I don't know. I didn't think it was that worrying. I just thought, especially at home, UVA is going to do it. And then, like near the beginning, first half of the of the second half, it started to happen. I was like, okay. It started at the beginning of the first half. They went out out of the yeah. gates on a twenty-two-five run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, so, the the only part that was. The only part, if you're a Virginia person and you needed to be concerned, was when Louisville went up by seven. You're like, hmm, 
This doesn't happen. Yeah, especially right. in this building. But and then needs when they, those but, when it, to but when it got cut to two at halftime, you're like, okay, fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Mike, the, whole, the whole game to me seemed like a mental exercise by Rick Pitino to get his team ready. For I agree. Games. This is part yeah. of my conspiracy theory, right. and we're gonna get into that yeah, next. And I, I'm still <laughs> up for it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. The whole the thank whole you, thing Mike. just felt like a mental exercise by Pitino. You know, he he obviously suspended his two players for supposedly being four hours late, mm-hmm. um, cu- missing curfew. Uh, and, you know, throughout the game, you know, he, he's constantly getting on VJ King and Donovan Mitchell there towards the end. Yeah. You know, I just... Who played it, really well. It felt like, you know, he was he was claiming his territory not only, uh, you know, within the, within the team, but also to people outside of the team that are perceiving them and telling them that they're good. Um, so I, I'd be very interested to see where, where they go, and I, I really am excited for you to play your evidence here. So here's my big Monday take. We'll start with the floor, which is the game itself, and then we'll go to the conspiracy theory. Game itself, problems for Virginia, turnovers, second half, first half, threading the needle a little bit too finely, trying to find Jack Salt or somebody in the middle of the zone in traffic, high risk, low reward. That was my issue with Virginia. On the other side, here's the bottom line. Okay, and I talked with these savants. My mentor, my sensei, as far as college basketball thought about this, and came to this conclusion. If Virginia rebounds you by a wide margin, you're not winning. You're not going to beat them. It's a bottom line. Mm. And it was 38-19. to 19. Wow. Honest Mahmood had two points and a rebound in that game. You guys are aware of this. Wow. Yeah. It's rough. Mm-hmm. I, the rebounding margin was, was shocking to me. Yeah. So, I didn't realize it was that. It was like that. 38 to 19. That's that's the bottom line of the game. That's all you need to know. And Virginia's like, okay, Louisville defends the arc really well. We're not going to shoot a bunch of threes. We'll take 12, which is below the average. We'll make three, and it doesn't even matter. We'll win by 16. So, And Louisville shorthanded, of course. You could see that. But let's go into why the bottom line. Let's why go into they, a conspiracy theory. Why were they game. shorthanded, Luke? <laughs> all right. Curfew violation. I completely believe that happened okay apparently I'll, i will really quick dingadel and matthew are cousins from, yes from what i what i read and it's because racist and <laughs> it's because it was adele's it was one of their birthdays and they were out late yeah apparently jay will said it was pre-espn said it was four hours past curfew yeah right. that's what okay. i heard and this is the program that has seen some stuff, let's just say, in the past. Right. Get right. the suspension. All I've right. seen some stuff. Sure. Think about it, for yeah, this. Think about it from I mean, a strategic whatever, okay. position. And I'm not saying this is a bad thing. It might be actually like a cool move. You're going to Virginia, a team who's dominated you in every game except one where Matthiang hit uh, the jump shot of his life to win, right? Sure. You're playing on the road. Like, the odds are... Sort of against you, even though you're hot right now. Yeah, you're six and a half point dogs going in. You're dogs. If you play everybody, and especially two guys who have lacked sleep recently, I suppose. <laughs> like, I mean, the odds are not in your favor. So if you're Patino, you say, all right, okay. What if we sus- suspend these guys? We look sharp. We've got our act together. And you know what? We'll take a lump against Virginia. But the committee is going to look back at this game and say, hey, wait. They were without two of their starters. Cross it off. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Think about that for a minute. Just let that settle in. Okay. No, I, I like that. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I like that as an idea for shrugging off a 
double-digit I think it was loss, a smart move. They may have been headed that way anyway. Let's go to the aftermath, okay. Not to disparage the committee, but how many of them are going to like look that deeply at that game? I understand that it's a pretty marquee they matchup. Looked, they looked at Syracuse team. last year and said yeah. Jim Boeheim wasn't coaching, so I, we're not going to count like, any what, of these seven games. Seven games, a whole bunch I, of guys. I think the problem is that they won't look that deeply at it, and they'll just say, oh, they lost to Virginia by 16? Why right. are we going to give Louisville no, the No, they have scribes. Oh, they, wait, these they guys, didn't have these they guys. They have scribes with them. They have assistants. But I, if that's true, I love that move. It's okay. very like Popovich. Can we continue with this? Yeah, go, go for it. In the post game. I did some investigating about this, okay? Because I had to cover both sides of the uh, the ball. So I went straight Louisville angle and was waiting for Patino availability. He did not come out to the podium. Did not. Stayed in the locker room 30 minutes. Handshake line, snuffed off Bennett, who's, a, who's his favorite coach, quote-unquote, in the ACC. He gushes about him on teleconferences. He gushes about Virginia in teleconference when they're not even relevant. So... Why that behavior? Goes into the locker room, stays there for a long time. Maybe has some words for his team, but I don't necessarily buy their harsh words. Maybe, I mean, how can you fault the team who's so shorthanded and is playing two white guys who don't look like they should be on the floor Mm -hmm. from a defensive standpoint, at least? Great. You can shoot a three-point shot. Congratulations. But you're not going to guard, like, the players. Can we agree on that? That the two spot for Louisville was unable to guard Devin Hall or anyone else. Yeah, I think we can agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Tina comes out, gives two minutes to myself and a couple other Louisville beats, and uh, all bundled up, ready to get on the plane. His comments on the final question, which we should play. Mango has been your best rebounder the last couple of weeks. I don't, but even, men, don't mention his name to me. Yeah. That's no. all I got. Thank you. Yeah. Got out of there quick. Once he, heard, once he heard Matthew and his name, he just got Patino. out of there. He said, don't mention his name to me. Like a woman scorned. Like a woman <laughs> left in a steakhouse table. He said, don't mention his name to me. I can't believe that from Rick. I mean, look, to be fair, that is his senior captain who I know, it's bad. stayed out it's bad. four it's hours ex-captain. too late. But, I mean, like, no longer, no longer the captain. Unless he's turned the quarter, shouldn't he fi- have fired no. everybody on the team after the, you know, the, uh, you know, the, you know. Yeah, you know, the thing you know, that happened. You know, the thing. Yeah, I, I can't believe he said that. Don't even mention his name to me. This is a conspiracy theory, but I think there was some wonky stuff going on in the postgame. I'm just saying that. All right. Some wonky stuff. Anyway. You think they're going to be I'm the captain now chance for the next time Matt the Egg plays? <laughs> you know, are they are they going to throw those Look out? Look at me. Two question. <laughs> Look at me. I mean, All Oscar right. nominee. Finally on Louisville, I want to say this though. Okay, can I tell you another takeaway from Louisville? Donovan Mitchell has might have become my favorite player in the ACC. Wow, really? Yeah. You moved I love this Joel guy. Barry. Yeah, Joel Barry. Joel Barry. No, no, wow. no, but personality. I, I mean, I was. In the post game, you know the players were available, and I, I talked to. I was in front of Donovan Mitchell for less, at least five minutes, and I, the guy is like an NBA player already. He has style. He has his glasses on. I don't know if they're prescription or not, but they're there. <laughs> and immediately, that's the person I wanted to talk to, and it was like a magnet in the locker room. I knew, and like it, I was sucked into right, right where he was. He had the aura going on, and you know what? An incredible quote. Incredible with the media. Well spoken. Uh, better than any player, I think, currently who I've talked to in the ACC. Wow. Let me ask you a quick question. How is Mahmood? In an, not even in an interview. Just, you know. He wasn't available. When you talked to him. He was not available. That's too bad. That's too bad. That's what happens when you score two points and one rebound. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
He's, he doesn't get to use the locker room. I love Donovan month. Mitchell, and I was impressed with this play also in that game. I thought I thought he was, you know, he, he drew the entire eye of the Virginia defense, and he still put up, what, 16, right? Yeah, he put up 16, couldn't get it going from deep. Uh, but, I mean, you're talking about a guy that's averaged uh, over 20 points in ACC play. So, mm-hmm. you know, obviously a highly talented guard. This will be his last season in college basketball, more is, likely. Is Donovan Mitchell in the driver's seat for ACC Player of the Year? <sighs> Um, per Ken Palm, yes. What was that look? He's not going to get it. I mean, that wasn't the question. JB3, probably. Uh, no, he's not in the driver's seat. He he's not going to get it. I'm just telling you. He's Are great. You, Maybe he's you, the you most like... efficient, but I don't think he's going to get it. We could talk ACC accolades, but I don't think we're quite there yet. So let's go to our next topic, which is an incredibly fun one, which will prepare you for March and your NCAA tournament bracket. Taylor, lead us. Absolutely. So in the run-up to the tournament, the big dance, we're going to start focusing a little bit outside the ACC. And so right now we're going to get outside our bubble and we're all going to pick a couple of non-ACC teams. Uh, we're going to pick the people that we are hyped up about, people that we think are explosive, dangerous, lethal teams. And then we're also going to pick some teams that maybe have disappointed us or maybe we expected more from or we think they're just they're overrated and they, they haven't lived up to uh, the expectations. Okay, mm-hmm. one disclaimer the three of you are not allowed to pick the team that I'm going to pick as far as disappointment. <laughs> and you know, know who it is. Picky. You Wait, know who it is. I don't think it's disappointment. You're not allowed to case. because you two, you three were sucking at the teat. I don't know what you would have called it. All in. The love fest was in full force, so you can't go back. <laughs> there are so many teams that I'm sucking at the teat of, so I don't even know <laughs> well, who we're talking about. You got to line them up. You got to line them up. You got to get a cue going. mentioned Creighton in the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, listen, my boy Watson got hurt. Listen, but, I know. still believe. I still believe in this team. No, that team. That's you know, good. I, I don't do. take that's sucking good. at the teat as a insult. You know, <laughs> breast milk is very important okay, to Taylor, development. I'm, I'm editing this. I got, it's I got, very important. i got to put a bookmark now. <laughs> what? I had to Do not take that out. That is like a public service announcement. The more you know. <laughs> At least a year of breastfeeding. Do you okay. want to start or should Guthrie start? Guthrie, let's kick it to you. I know you have strong feelings. You watch the college oh, basketball landscape. Where, where to begin? You're up where at to begin? 2 a.m. watching the West Coast. Go. So, okay. It's like five for each. Uh, yeah, I actually I wanted to do one of one for each for each of the Power Five conferences. Or, oh wow! I mean, wow! I, I will I will keep it simple. Let's get the a spreadsheet. Make the some most pivot tables. Disappointing team in a Power Five conference, maybe in the country this season, is Indiana. Let's be real. Started yeah. the season so strong. I mean, absolutely terrific win to start the season against Kansas. But, and then they got a Carolina win. Yeah, and it's looking it's looking better and better. Honestly. I mean, it was at home, but still, it's a it's a great win. And they're sitting five and six in the Big Ten. They have some not not great performances. I mean, you can go down the the path of Blackman's hurt and Roby's hurt. Yeah, I mean, Tom those, Crean doesn't know what he's doing. But I, I would say the first yeah, two maybe. things are highly relevant. <laughs> maybe the last thing too. <laughs> I would they say were losing OG was, sure. was the bottom falling out. I'll just they two were, of their best players. Yeah, no, I you, no disagreement for me. They had both of these players though when they lost to Nebraska at home. They had both of these players when they lost to Wisconsin. I mean, you don't mess they with had Nebraska. Both these players ball. when they lost to. Guthrie's making really good points right now. Keep going. I mean, Fort Wayne. I mean, Keep Wisconsin's a top 10 team, and Fort guess, Wayne is going to make the tournament. <laughs> oh, please. I think we're just arguing with you to mess I love with you. Fort but Wayne. Is anybody actually. What league is Fort Wayne in? 
What league is Fort Wayne what in? League is Fort How Wayne? dare you? <laughs> gotcha. For- <laughs> Sunbelt? They're in the American like, Summit. East? They're in the Summit. Summit. Oh, yeah. I knew it was yeah. an SEO. Mike and I might have watched uh, more have Fort Wayne games than Fort Wayne fans. In. Oh, I, I have not watched Fort Wayne. Summit. Yeah. Sorry, I had to call you out. I had to call you out. Yeah, no. I couldn't resist. Ouch, that hurt. Okay, so I'm going to go in a different direction. Uh, a surprising team who I like a lot and I think has a really good chance actually of making the tournament and maybe you know playing a Cinderella oh, I like the way you're looking at me right now I'm just gonna <laughs> say that <laughs> whatever there's a fire lit in you you have the I, twinkle in your eye that I imagine I, my father did really I like believe 30 years ago say right I now. really like Central Michigan wow, wow. I, did not, I did they, not see that coming yeah they are going to win the MAC and they have a star on their on, on their roster. The Chippewas. Marcus Keene is unbelievable. Tell me about him. Tell me about him. What's he play? I don't even know. He so do you remember uh Jay what was his name? Jay Fielder, I think. On yes. Oak on yeah, Oakland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey Felder. Hey Felder. Felder. Yeah. Yeah. Now on the Cleveland hey. Cavaliers who LeBron Fantastic <laughs> spot by Luke there. Sorry, I, go ahead. I think LeBron yeah. recently said, Get yeah, Kay Felder off my team, get me a real point guard. <laughs> I think he just recently really? said that. He needs a playmaker. <laughs> Honestly, need a playmaker. So so Marcus Keene is somewhat undersized at five nine. He is I mean, he is like basically what Kay Felder was to okay. Oakland. All right. Uh well, two years ago. Transfer from Youngtown State. Yeah, Youngstown State. Excuse yep, me. yep. Uh, this this is a very talented offensive team. Um, one of the worst defensive teams in the country. But hey, you got to score points to win games. <laughs> we're not we're not here to uh, to sit on laurels. No, so okay. uh, so no, we're UCLA friendly here. I got you. Yeah, no, for sure. So anyway, anyway, my my point is, they're gonna win the MAC. They're gonna win the MAC tournament. They're gonna get like a. 15-14 seed, I would guess. Okay. I, I, depending on the matchup, they they could they could pull off the upset. And sure. All right, I love it. Wow, well, good for you. You were, that's that's some in depth watching right there. Yeah, I did not see that coming. That's impressive because my teams or teams you'll know, and I don't really have a sleeper. I just have, I just diss top ten teams, and I like other top fifteen teams. So, Taylor, <laughs> you go next though. All right, let's do this. The hottest team in America right now is Oklahoma State. They are. They are uh, phenomenal. Despite the fact that while we are yeah. recording this co- Not podcast. Not as as my team. <laughs> we'll wait, though. <laughs> so, while we're recording this podcast, uh, Oklahoma State lost to Baylor. So, yeah. you know, oh, shucks. That, that messes up another one of mine. But love Oklahoma State. Uh, Juwan Evans, mm. love watching him play. He might be... He might have the best floater in the last decade of basketball. That kind of movement where the hand goes up and there's almost no release. The ball just comes off. Uh, are you explaining what a floater is? No, I, this I just, is a basketball I'm, podcast. So I, the people stop, that listen to this know what a freaking floater is. I'm trying to write a poem. Because oh, okay. when I watch it, Okay. Is I feel something deep inside. It's like this visual poetry. My, I see. This is like yeah. that Japanese title wave Right, exactly. It's, it's yes. like I am in one of those Zen gardens where the stones have been raked in specific mm-hmm. patterns. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel the world go still around me. Can, I see, can, before I see you go the any eye fur- of the world. Before you go any further, can I mention this team is 4-7 and seven in the Big 12? Yeah, yeah. I mean, details. Semantics. I think they lost their first like six games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, this yeah, is they what did. I'm saying. <laughs> this, is why, this is why I love them. It's a tough as, stretch. This is why I love them as an underrated team. 
And by underrated, I mean, you know, they're hot right now, but you might get some lines on them, especially with the loss to Baylor. Juwan Evans, see, mayor of Float Town, love you it. You have until the end of February. Right. And then that's it. That you won't see it anymore live. It's gonna be a, it's gonna <laughs> be tough. not gonna be in the tournament. I mean, they have some great Come on, Taylor. They have some great wins, and it's gonna be tough ass them to make tournament. But uh I mean, the Big Twelve is great right now, and they had a terrible stretch in the beginning, but now they're getting really hot. They beat West Virginia in West Virginia. Uh, you know, they've they kind of play that same style. They move really fast. They uh they um you know, they just they shoot right, really that's well. That's enough on OK State. Tell me the, the team boards, you like. Love it. OK State. No, tell me the team you don't like because okay. you like everybody in this podcast. I do. I, I like. I find something good to like about every team. You're, but, such, uh, you're, you're such an optimist. I love that about you. Uh, well, get ready to oh, let's feel it. differently. <laughs> and I know you just said we're oh, all UCLA I'm so people. Excited. But I'm kind of off UCLA. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, I love watching them. Great offense. But I just like... Maybe I just got over the hype, and I also put down on my list USC. Maybe I'm just over LA and the, the West you Coast. You just watched in Arizona with us. You watched the Arizona game yeah. with us, and then you watched the USC game with us, and that's all you watched. And Arizona, right? despite the fact they just got murdered recently over the weekend at, I, uh, at Oregon, yeah, yeah. I mean, I kind of like them as stop a value it, play stop going it, forward. Don't steal thunder on this okay. podcast. I, li- okay? I like them as a value don't play steal going thunder. forward. But UCLA, I mean, they're great. I just the defense we've seen, right? The defense has been exposed. Yeah. But the offense is still amazing. So offense is amazing. But I don't know how much I can feel. How badly can I feel? About we're gonna this. have to rate well, UCLA on matchups in the tournament. Okay? Right. Yeah. We're gonna right. have to well, rate them. Style makes fights. So if they play a team a like if they play a team like Arizona or Virginia, they're a toast. Okay. But if they play somebody, I don't know, like, hmm, let's think of somebody. Kentucky. Sure. Uh, that, the, that's a win. Well, they I mean, did I guess it. they out there already. Did. I was gonna say they already did it. And Kentucky, another disappointment for me. Well, Am can I you stealing stop your stealing Luke? everybody's let's, thunder? Let's take one, one team and one team. Right, all right. Since you are <laughs> mired in the SEC, let's talk about a team that's actually good in the SEC. South Carolina is a team that I think... I thought you were going to say Florida. I think a lot of people are undervaluing South Carolina. I mean, they have some good wins this year. They beat Michigan. They beat Syracuse. They beat a Vermont team that I think could do really well in the tournament. Um, mm. Beat Georgia. You know, they do you remember tough... Taylor Coppenrath? Sorry. Vermont, <laughs> no, Vermont digression. I don't. Everyone Google Taylor Coppenrath. Okay. Yeah, if you can spell it. I'm sure there's a W in there. Um, you know, they recently had a 4 OT loss to Alabama, uh, which I'm sure was exciting for the 15 people that watched it. Um, but look, this is this, this is, is your team, man. It's not you one of the best on defensive teams in the country. No it doubt. is according yeah. to they Ken Palm. They rebound, they block the shots, they protect the rim. defensive team in the country. And most of that comes from their ability to limit the three-point shot, which obviously is one of the most important factors in all of college basketball. They have P.J. Dozier, who to me is one of the most important players uh, from the guard spot, and especially from the wing and how he can create. Uh, I just, I'm just i very high on this team. It seems like a team that can win in the tournament. They don't play a slow pace, but they're a great defensive team. So there's my there's my number one. Uh, Thornwell, man. Can Thornwell, I, can I Thornwell is. Yeah. Speaking of Thornwell, I yep. mean, he's the only guy on their team who can really score. Right. Who like you can depend on, dependable. Well, I mean, Thornwell. How, and, how do you and deal with that? I mean, so, <laughs> I mean, Dozier a little bit, but I, I think Thornwell's really their only dependable score. Uh, 
you know, I, I don't know if that's really true. I mean, I, I think that right now they they're gr- glass crashers. I think what you see, uh, especially from the inside, is they use their size to their advantage. They're they're a pretty large team. Um, I think that they they play a lot of minutes uh, from their bench. You know, I think they're always fresh. They're I think they're they're more similar to Louisville if you're looking for an ACC comparison. And I think that that team plays well in tournaments, but with a bad defense. Oh, you said Louisville has a bad No, defense? South Carolina. Oh, no, South Carolina has amazing. Sorry. Yeah, they, they, have, they have a great defense. Yeah, yeah, sorry. All right. Um, Terrific. That's a, good, it's a good case, Mike. I think their defense is worse. I mean, recent right. recent memory Kim doesn't Pong, prove this point, but you know what? We're long-run oriented. Yeah. We're long-run oriented. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, and obviously, well... There are two teams I can talk about for disappointments. Well, you're not yes. allowed to choose one because that's, that's reserved ACC. for Luke Mir. I don't, I don't oh, want to talk about Pitt for like 15 minutes, oh, but, you know, I it's very sad. I would love to listen um, to that. Woman scorned. Anyways, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm the woman scorned in this. Um, but obviously, I think Texas has been a big disappointment this year. I think you yeah. talked about one of the biggest loss or, you know, most disappointing teams in a Power 5 conference. Absolutely. Um, they they are definitely at the top of that list. Uh, obviously, highly touted recruiting class class just really haven't been able to put it together and Shaka Smart you know who we always considered such an innovator still has brought that correct style of defense while not turning people over I think they're they're affecting the way people shoot the ball but that offense is just putrid right now I mean they Mm -hmm. they don't move the ball at all you know they can't beat anyone um off the dribble it's just it's just a team in disarray and you know I, I know they're playing in the Big 12 which is obviously a very tough conference but I expected more from them this year I really thought they'd turn it around I thought they looked good towards the end of last year disappointing yeah absolutely this was my pick in the Big 12 like 100 percent that this team had very high expectations going to the season they were ranked for the first two weeks yeah. even and then they just started losing games to teams that they had no business. Yeah, yeah Shaka so. better watch out because I mean Charlie Strong is like his version in football. Right. So you, right. What, was that leaving one more uh, year, two years? Yeah, I think he's got comparison. another year. I think he's got one another year. year to turn it around. Because yeah. look, I mean Texas doesn't mess around. All right, they got more resources at the University of Texas than most schools have. You know, in a whole lifetime of schoolhood. True. You know, right. so I mean they they should be able to turn it around pretty quickly. I don't so. know. They let Rick Barnes hang on for a long time. <laughs> yeah, because and, he had. I mean, I mean, so has, we, Rick, we can, has Rick Barnes become underrated? I think so I because know, everybody man. trashes him. I don't all understand over the place. this. He had he had an incredible run at Texas. How many years in a row did he make the tournament? Like eleven or something? Like mm-hmm. you can't ignore the fact that uh, he, he played tough at Clemson too. I think they sealed their fate with like he sealed his fate or like in at least in his reputation Taylor, down we're through not, the ages is we're not going down. This Kevin Durant hole. losing with Kevin Durant in what the. Yeah, I think it was the first first round. weekend of the tournament. Yeah, I mean, it was the first, first round. Yeah. I think. At least he made the tournament. I mean, look, his Stuff last, his last you know, season, happens, he won twenty four games. Look, he won twenty four games. Look at other teams. Go. I mean, th- there are other teams in in recent history that have had terrific players that have panned out to be great pros that were like sure. highly touted recruits that didn't even make the tournament. Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Guess I mean this this season. Marco Fultz. Marco Fultz. Speaking of which, back to the trivia, Lorenzo Romar is one of the three coaches okay. that has not made the tournament. Wait, who is the other one? We'll leave that for the end. Oh, <laughs> Unless someone wants to guess. They Great let Rick Barnes hang on from 2002 to 2015. Shaka made the tournament last year. He's not going to get fired. Texas oh, I'm not saying I'm not saying he's going to get Texas fired. Texas doesn't care about basketball anyways. It's certainly not as a, much of a priority as football. Right. You know what? He went away from his identity. They're not playing the same style they did at VCU, okay? They're not doing the havoc. They're not pressing... He switched his style, and it's not paying off. So, 
I'm wondering why, though. We well, can't expect Sha- Shaquille Clear. I love that name, Shaquille Clear. He played for expect- Maryland. Yeah, but he's... Uh, Shaquille Clear played for Maryland, not VCU. No, I'm talking about, no, talking about Texas. Yeah, he's Texas. Yeah, he's Texas now. You yeah, can't expect Texas. him to play Havoc. I mean, the man weighs... He's like a... He weighs like... What? Half a B A. He weighs half a B J Anya. That's all you do. Is he a duck-sized B J Anya? Half a B J Anya could mean anything. Anyways, he is not a Havoc player. All right, guys, it's my turn. I'm so excited for this. Let's hear it. Wait, have you given your dog yet? Yeah, Texas. Yeah, North. Oh, oh, oh. You mean the team that's going to play well? I had South Carolina. Yeah, good. Yeah. I like it. All right. I had two for each, but I'm going to have to... So Arizona was one that Taylor sort of stole my thunder from, so I'm going to go to my number one choice, though. I do like Arizona, though, for the tournament. Just to throw that out in the listeners' brains. Uh, they're a team who's a jack-of-all-trades, and I like jack-of-all-trades this year because I think there's a lot of teams in the top tier who have mega weaknesses. UCLA is one, Kentucky's another. You can look at even Kansas is another, but... Arizona's a great defensive team. Yeah, but they're not my top dog. I would I had a soliloquy on Arizona, but since Taylor messed it up, I'm going here. Cincinnati gentlemen. Mm. Yeah. They don't give up twos. That's good, right? That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. They're number one in Ken Palm for giving up two point percentage, okay? Right. That's a good start. I think for the second year in a row. They have room protectors. They have athletes. But they're not a team with just a bunch of athletes who don't know fundamentals. I mean, they can still shoot the three at a decent enough clip, and they still actually know how to pass together. They know how to work a scheme on both ends of the floor. So the fundamentals are there with an athletic team. You know, they're not a great shooting team, but they're decent enough. If you leave them open, that's bad. Okay, two losses. They have two losses. They haven't lost since December 10th, and that was to Butler, who is a very respectable team. You know, I understand they're in the American Athletic Conference. I understand that, but everybody's gushing on Gonzaga, so why not gush a little bit on Cincinnati, who's playing in a better conference and only has two losses? It's a great point. Yeah. Cincy is not getting the love they deserve this season. And I've watched them in... um, personally a few times this year, and I've been very impressed. The Xavier game is when I watched. Guthrie and I both had... Uh, you know, we had thoughts on this game. I had the first half. He had the game. He was he was more he was wiser than I did. I was because Xavier got I don't know. They turned it to Golden the Golden State Warriors in the first half. So that doomed me. That but they you, did. But in the end, Cincinnati. The better team won. Yeah, the better team won. Okay, so I like Cincinnati as my team. I, I feel like own. every year they're great defensively. They're very physical, and their defense is like really hard nosed. He's a cliche. But the difference is this year their offense is pretty good too. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, the mm-hmm. the main difference is I think Kyle Washington, a former ACC player, right? Mm-hmm. NC State transfer left left NC State right at yeah. the right time and uh, has really played well as of late. In particular, had twenty seven last night I think against UConn. So. Uh, or I, a few I love ago. the yeah. Cincinnati team, and I I hope everybody recognizes because people think I'm an ultra pessimist on the show, but I love. I love Cincinnati. They can't shoot free throws if they get in a close game. All right, let's get to what I'm good at, okay? <laughs> Just teams, to be a little negative right teams there. Teams I'm out on who are in the oh, top yes. 15. Oh. Can we go to two of these? Give it to me. Should we go to uh, – we'll go to the number one team I'm out on, and I've waited this for this guy since the non-conference. I've waited all of 2017 for this. The Kentucky Wildcats. And the three of you were on the other side of the fence about this. Okay? I mean, I picked Kansas. 
I mean, so did I, but I don't know why the spreadsheet says I, I did. Well, actually, <laughs> I, I think we disagree about that. I, you guys I, are I, listen, all I went back and listened to the tape. I listened to the tape. I did too. Hold on. You guys are all in on Kentucky versus North Carolina, and you were gushing about how good Kentucky was and how dangerous they were. Great. They won that game because mm-hmm. of a lot of luck. Okay. Okay. But you guys were in on Kentucky back in December, and don't say you weren't. Okay. I I picked Louisville to beat him. I did too. I did too. Let's go to the state. Everybody made me believe that Kentucky was going to be better defensively than they are. I'm not really sure what they're doing defensively. I mean, they they just almost lost to a pretty terrible team. I think the three of you has said at one point during the season that Kentucky is a Final Four team. Oh, Taylor man. definitely has. You're Mike throwing, has. Guthrie might I, have. I might throwing have. Throwing a lot it's, of shade. I think. It, right okay. Now. It's deserved <laughs> it shade. I. I'm not so you sure. Be ashamed of I'm yourself. not so sure. Honestly, it Who is definitely. It's definitely a possibility that Kentucky is a Final Four team. Okay, great. See, that's they, the biggest cop out of this year. Can I go on a rant real quick? And people <laughs> saying, "Well, if Duke reaches their potential, they'll be a Final Four team." Well, you know what? The chances of Duke reaching their potential are like. I don't know, fifteen percent at this point. So what a big, what a big cop out. Okay. I could say if the if this team name any team in the top twenty five, if I say they reach their potential, yeah, they'll make the final four. But you know what? That's not going to happen. That drives me insane. I th- there's nothing that makes me more mad about that if they reach their potential. So okay. uh, I, I will say I didn't say they will reach their potential. Um, my point is that. It's like what seventy percent of the scoring for Kentucky comes from freshmen. This is not uh, a new kind of situation for John Calipari. This this is you know something that has happened many times at Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say that's and, who they are. Yep, yep. And there have been teams in the past that have had you know pretty good success in the tournament that have relied greatly on freshman scoring. <clears throat> the national championship team relied mostly on freshman scoring over 60 percent the only team that i can recall that did not make at least like the sweet 16 or elite eight that relied more than 60 percent on freshman scoring that was a kentucky team was the team that lost Orleans noel to an acl tear and then lost to robert morris in the first round of the nit i mean i just think that this if Netherlands was on that team that that team's still not making the Elite Eight, I'm sorry, or the Sweet 16. On defense, I don't think this team is, they're not bad, but they've kind of recently, they have fallen down on being able to, they've kind of forgotten how to defend, on-ball defending has kind of just, they've forgotten how to do it. All right, guys, let me get back to my Well, let me just say my main, the problem with it, I think, is that everybody on this team is like a one-dimensional player, in a sense. Malik Monk is a shooter, but he struggles if you force him to like, defend and get tired and do something else De'Aaron Fox is amazing going to the basket that's all he can do they kind of have always had a big guy to throw it down low to and mm-hmm. like get their points Bam Adebayo is not that guy I mean he's one of those guys like late True. to basketball he doesn't have the he's skill he's a cutter he's a cut to the rim right guy. he's he's kind of a hustle guy he doesn't he doesn't have the ability to every single possession come down and like yeah. be that outlet I, that's I, try, fair. I tried to tell you yeah. to take your blue nation goggles off and watch <laughs> basketball but you decided to believe everything the pundits were saying on national TV I warned you about this they can't shoot and they can't play defense you know if you pay more attention to draft boards you love Kentucky but if you pay more attention to the moment, you're realizing that you're living in the pipe dream that Derek Willis is going to bomb away from three, and that's not happening. Shoots 36%, and that's your second-best three-point shooter on the team. And Malik Monk is drawing the eye of the defense, okay? So happy mm-hmm. trails with that narrative, guys, if you want to keep going down that road. I'm just trying to warn you. 
Okay. His team has taken SEC lumps, which should be known as smallpox at this point. <laughs> You're like really Wait, upset your, about this. Who's your other one? I've never who's heard you so worked up about this. Who's your other team that they're you don't still, like? They're still going to do well against teams that like Listen, the teams that I, they match up with. I was okay in the SEC. Congratulations. Yeah, I mean, I also think in the in the tournament, I think they're going to do well against teams that they. Okay. All right. I mean, not every team. I agree They'll with you. They'll get overseeded. Probably They'll get overseeded. Yeah. The reason yeah, well, I got we'll upset see. was we'll because you, you brought up the potential, and I hate that so much. Yeah, if this team pot- reaches their full potential, that's in three years, and they're all NBA stars. Sure, they'll be great. Yeah. But we're talking about now. I hate that about Duke and Kentucky when people just keep talking about this potential. It's the biggest cop-out in college basketball predictions. It is. I okay, like I, I mean, I, I agree like with it. you. I also think, on the other hand, my we are coming at from very different angles because my biggest – Annoyance is like the all takes matter. I'm gonna decide right now that this team is garbage, no matter what, or this team is the best team. How in the would world. you decide? And then we'll switch. How would you next decide week. the weekend of the tournament? Yeah, I'm. I'm with you that this team is sure. I'm with you that this team is pretty flawed. Okay, the other team I had was Baylor. As a disappointing, you, were, team. you weren't ready for that, were you? No, no. A team not to be valued. Too many holes, literal holes. Swiss cheese defense, and I've talked about this uh, with a couple of people who I really trust. Not that that makes any sense to the listeners, but okay, let's talk about Baylor. Okay, Swiss cheese. They come. They came off back-to-back losses, and then when while we were recording, they beat Oklahoma State by a couple. What by four? Three. Three. Their wins of note are Louisville and Atlantis, which is a game the Cardinals probably should have won. And then yeah. the Xavier Oregon. They beat Oregon when the Ducks decided not to get off the plane, much less show up to the arena. Oh, you're the one who hated the Oregon all season. Well, I hated them at the non-conference. 2017, I turned a corner. Okay. I'm just I I don't hate this team. I just say beware. Yeah. Beware in March of this team. I would not pick them far in March. It's a Scott Drew team, right? It is a Scott Drew team. Get I mean, drilled by. I mean, I'm saying it's a Scott Drew team. Everybody, they're always going to be like amazing, high seed. Everything's are great, and then maybe a little bit right. let down, except for the past. Drilled years. by WVU. Pretty big letdown last year. Yeah. Drilled by WVU. Lost to Kansas, lost to Kansas State. I just beware of this team. Yeah, okay? still can't shoot the ball. I, I have problems trusting teams in March if you can't shoot the ball. And Baylor, really not a shooting team at all. Um, you, you only have Manu who can light it up. I mean, other than that, Transfer you're relying on Jonathan Motley. You know, and I, he's an excellent player. Um, you know, but if you're going to work that inside out game between Manu and Motley, Eventually, you're going to find someone that that plays a better style of defense and can shut. I mean, they, they also down. turn the ball over. Yeah, they yeah, do. They yeah, that's why Lecomte's West Virginia. Manu, I mean, he turns the ball. He's our point guard. And he turns the ball over at like a really high rate. That's mm-hmm. not yeah. a good sign. Mm-hmm. That is that is a big reason why yeah. West Virginia went as poorly as it did. Yeah, I just say be wary of Baylor. I'm not completely down on them, but that was my hipster choice. No, I, I support Kentucky, you. I Kentucky like was my my point. Was this is my thesis, and I'm just reinforcing it. Next topic, we're gonna. Uh, we're going to finish up with a preview of this weekend. Ooh, let's get our picks in. How about you guys go yeah. go full throttle <laughs> on Duke, North Carolina. We'll, we'll go clockwise again. Guthrie, you start. Yeah, Guthrie, do you actually have the lines? Uh, no, I have nothing filled in for the spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> One. So we have UNC traveling to Cameron on Thursday. Wow, I can hear the excitement in your voice, <laughs> Guthrie. You are a man that's... Have you been I'm to trying- Cameron Indoor? I have. What What are your takeaways? Just what, what's your feeling uh, so, in the arena? So, um, first off, the building itself is so 
uh, it blends in completely with the campus. It's it doesn't look like a basketball gym. Yeah, it's pretty indiscreet. It's not an arena. It's not an arena. We've been there. Yeah, yeah, we 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 were there. It's not an arena. It's a gym. Mm -hmm. So it it basically has that gothic architecture. Yeah, I mean, it has, yeah, it has that classic Duke architecture. Foreboding. You walk in. Beautiful. You don't you even take a turn. You don't even realize the architecture. You just follow a crowd, and and all of a sudden there's a, a doorway. Yeah, it's and you like walk not in. even well lit. I, I've, I've oh, been yeah. there as well. You it's just kind of like, like run Castle into Coliseum. It. Yeah, but not quite. <laughs> so you right, basically outside, walk in outside Castle Castle Coliseum lighting. Yeah, yeah. Outside, not indoor. Yeah. So you walk in. You like take a turn, and then all of a sudden you're on the court. The court is like remarkably close to the it, it's it's just like shocking. Right. Well, like from the entrance, it, it takes like no time to get to the court from the entrance. It's it's very shocking. Yeah. And yeah. just there's so many weird things about it. It's so small. If like, someone asked you to, to draw a cat um Cameron, could you do it? I couldn't. No, I mean no. I couldn't do it. I mean, I, 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 mean, I, I, I remember that PNC, there's, but I couldn't draw Cameron. Yeah, I remember there's there's the basically just the two levels, and there's a crap ton of seats in the second level, and then there's the bird the bird's nest where the announcers are, because there's no room on the court for the actual like ESPN announcers. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that. And it's okay. a fire hazard. I remember it being they have remarked, to climb up a ladder. I remember it being super warm in there. I I, I don't know if they just don't have AC. Or what it is, but I remember I've been there once. When when did you go? I went um, the for bodies. the opening game of uh, their 2000 whatever season when Jay Williams was a sophomore. They were oh, playing really? the Princeton Tigers. My buddy uh, was a couple of my buddies were playing, and I went down there, saw him play, and play. <laughs> I'll never forget this. I, I, I came. <laughs> this ended up being a great story for many years to come. My buddy was guarding Shane Battier that game. Oh. And nice. Shane Battier set the NCAA record for most threes, I think, in a in game. That game? <laughs> he, awesome. he dropped nine threes on my buddy all over his face. It's every time I'd see him, every time we'd have, I'd ask him if he wanted nine beers. I'd ask him if he wanted, like, <laughs> if he had slept with nine women that year. You know, all, all these different things. Everything had to do with the number nine. Um, oh, what a, what a story. It, it was great. It was Gu great. Guthrie and I saw an incredible game at Cameron. An incredible game. Went yeah. down to the last possession. It was a Jabari year. And one memory about that that place to me, you were you were mentioning, I don't know, the turn into the to the floor. Mm -hmm. You're just there. You just arrive and you're there. And it's like, yeah. all right, there's a college basketball game that is about to happen. It doesn't seem like it's ready to happen, but it's gonna happen. So anyway, Duke, North Carolina. What do we think? Yeah. Big big game. What's our expected line here? So uh we have the projected line, Duke minus three. Duke that can't be right. Three. What are we no, doing? No, that's right. What are that's, we doing? That should what be we... right. Yeah, oh that gosh. that is actually what Ken Palm has it. Yeah. Is it Duke. time to stop the podcast let's, and, let's and actually... deliberate over over the option? Somebody talk <laughs> me out of taking you and see. It's not going to be me. Somebody talk me out. I'm going to be silent. Yeah, this is, it's this too is easy. Insane. Tell me about why they the, built the, the palaces first, and all that stuff. The first People and on most important talk to question. Palaces in the desert. The first and most important question for those yeah. looking to back Minus UNC two and a half is, is what. Is is Theo Pinson playing? Uh, you know, I think that, that I don't care. I just critical. fainted either way. We're still. It's still unclear at this point. At the time of recording, Wednesday. Wednesday. It's Wednesday, right? Yeah. Wednesday night. It's unclear. 24 hours before, I believe that he will play. 
I believe that from the from the reports I've seen coming out of practice, he's not showing any pain. I believe. I, I believe that Theo Pinson will play. In that case, have you contracted your mortgage broker? <laughs> Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing a reverse mortgage. I, I hear the commercials. It sounds like a good deal. Um, you know, so I every everything kind of points towards UNC in this game because it's a pace of play game, right? And in in general, what I'd like to see is I take the team that's better at pace of play when it's a pace of play game. Who plays pace better? And I would normally take UNC in this. Um, but to me, it all comes down to if Pinson plays. If he does play, then I'll take UNC plus okay. two and a half. If he doesn't play, I'll take Duke minus two and a half. Wow. I mean, Taylor. I think he's Theo Pinson is like the. I never thought at the beginning of the season if you'd asked me, I'd have been like, yeah, Theo Pinson is going to well, be. Well, imagine, the imagine you're not all familiar the, with Nate Britt like we are. All those, I mean, all those it, bigs for UNC. There's no place for them on the floor in the four and one. There's no. You can't play. You can't play both Kennedy Meeks, Isaiah Hicks, and Tony Bradley. You know, it's not like only one of them is going to be able to play during the game. So it really negates yeah, a and, lot. Until so they, I mean, you, Jefferson fouls you, you out because he's dealing it. with three guys. <laughs> yeah, you rotate him in and out. You play a fast. I you mean, know, look, they got the plenty. The game plays faster. You got a lot of rest, and the big guys have to run the court. You I mean, you got other guys that can foul UNC guys. You got Bolden that you can throw at him. You got, obviously, Harry, <laughs> Harry Giles can get out there and foul oh some gosh. people. You I have, mean, I am the you biggest. You have plenty of size. I'm the Duke. biggest Chase Jeter fan you'll ever find. Mm-hmm. And I seriously mean that. But if Chase Jeter and Marcus Bolden play like significant minutes and they're expected to be the guys guarding the UNC big men, that's a problem. I, I'm saying that, but that's that not, Duke will go four in one right, That's how Duke's going to do out one so in, I mean. this is a classic question of like, you're going to have a team that's going to go, yeah, one big, four guards, four guard lineup, maybe even five guards at some point, or five, you know. Mm-hmm. Five I mean, guards. What do you count Tatum as? Tatum's an inside player, but he's going to shoot threes and be on the perimeter and take guys off the drive. Right, right. right. So what do you what do you count if he's your big? See, but he's playing UNC the has the antidote for for Tatum, unlike a lot of teams in the ACC. They and, do. And What's the antidote? Tell me. That being Matt. I'm sorry, Justin Peter. Jackson. Yeah, Justin Jackson. Yeah. All right. I mean, you know, Justin Jackson. You know, obviously the leading point scorer on UNC this year. He's he's driving the team right now. I, I don't like a UNC that's being led by Justin Jackson, but it's happening. Uh, you know, Joe Barry. It's happening all around us. I, you know, Joe Barry, not really the same, at least to me, since he's come back. He had two big games, one against Florida State and one against Clemson, both pace games. But when when you get him, when you slow him down a little bit, you get him into that Miami game. You know, you even against Notre Dame, he didn't play that well. I, I wonder where yeah, Joe Barry's you, at. That's just, a good point, Mike. That is a really good point. I, just, I don't mm-hmm. know where he's at right now. I just think that... Uh, one, the the hot takes, it all takes matter, Luke, listen up, is that, uh, you know, it's it's a UNC-Duke game. You take the team with the points. It's a close game, whatever. But also, I mean, UNC just played a team in Notre Dame that is similar in their layout in terms of, the, of what you're describing mm-hmm. to Duke. Duke has better guys inside. I mean, Tatum, Jefferson, maybe not better, but different players than Colson, who's not a true, like, big. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, I think... I think you I think North Carolina is going to be able to handle that kind of lineup. This might be the most absurd unrelevant stat that I've thrown out recently, but road team success in this rivalry is pretty unprecedented. Yeah. Yeah, no, they've it's... traded back and forth, right? Last couple of years. Well, I uh, just consider the 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 run of the game, okay? Last year, that UNC team should have beat Duke by 20 points. And I don't know if it was Huckleberry or something else in the air that night, but they lost to that Duke team. Which is not a good team, right? 
Right. The second best team in the country, arguably the best team in the country, lost to a Duke team who was like a max ceiling Swede 16 team. Like, how did that happen? Track back a year before that. Okay, the Duke National Championship team was pushed by North Carolina. They should have lost that team. They trailed by 10 with, what, four minutes remaining? Right? So that's enough. Ev- I, I don't know. There's something wonky in the air. I mean, take just, the point. History, my memory's going. I'm a history guy. Yeah, you're you're going you're going too far back for me. <laughs> take the points. <laughs> yeah, I, I I like North Carolina as well, Mike. I think you make an excellent point. It's something that I noticed as well in the Notre Dame game, and it's something that uh, it's it's one of the issues that I have with this North Carolina team is sometimes they do like to settle, and you'll you'll see Joel Berry just unsure of what to do. Like when the shot clock goes down, kind of, kind of like within five seconds or something, we'll just jack up a shot. Not, not a good shot. And they got bailed out many times in that Notre Dame game by rebounds. Yeah. And Notre Dame, they're just not as good of a defensive rebounding team as Duke. So that to me is a big concern. If they settle for a lot of outside shots that are not good shots and are looking to get bailed out by offensive rebounds. I don't know if they're going to have the same success that they did against Notre Dame. Flip side, what is the essence of the Duke three-point attack? Movement. Sure. Dribble drive. I'll counter with well, this. Well, we've okay, dribble drive. I'll counter with this. Nobody's yeah. better in the country. Ball handoffs. At, besides from Duke, in this regard, the offensive rebound, kick out three, drain it. That's how Duke makes its money. That's how they've done it for a decade. You can track back and take a look at any tape. But Duke revolves on their three-point shooting around offensive rebounds and kickouts. That's how they make their money. Is that going to happen against UNC? I don't know. If they're long rebounds, maybe they have a shot. But if they're not, I don't think so. Right. I mean, I, I think that when Ken did a summer series last year, he says all, all rebounding goes out the window when you're taking three-point shots. Right. Anybody can rebound the basketball when you're when you're missing threes. The ball goes everywhere. Right? So, rebounding, goes, so UNC's U, rebounding advantage goes out the window when they're playing Duke. When the, If Duke is going to take 40 threes, which I think they will take in this game, yeah. I, I don't think it's the advantage that mm. we would normally see on paper. Well, we should factor that in. Yeah, I, I think it. I think it's a big factor. I'm I'm not afraid to take Duke here if Theo Pinson isn't playing. Theo Pinson against Florida State, which I think it'll be a very similar game when, when UNC played Florida State earlier this year, and they won by 11. You know, it was a great game. Theo Pinson had 10 rebounds in that game. He went for 12 and 10. I think if he's in there and he's rebounding the basketball, he's boxing out Kennard, who, who does a good job uh, rebounding the basketball, I, I think that they'll win this game. Duke defensively, can they stop anybody trying to get to the rim? Especially Joe Barry, the second, or is it the third? Yeah, I don't know. I I, I think that you know fourth, third, second, Duke, JB something. Duke ends up fouling a lot. I think in that situation, um, I, I just they're you know I, I don't see them able to stay in front of Joe Barry. I'm not buying this Duke resurgence since they you know couldn't wear the Duke uniforms or practice with Duke gear and like get out of the locker room. I'm <laughs> not buying fire this. under not their buying butts. It. No, it's the same Duke team. I, I mean, well, you got to take the points in well, Let's give them a little credit for beating Notre Dame on right. the road. That was a nice win. Yeah. Right. Everybody's beat nice Notre win. Dame recently, I feel like. It's I love true. Notre they're, Dame. That was kind a, of a cheap shot. I love a, Notre Dame. What, four-game losing streak? <clears throat> yeah. They beat Wake Forest last night. Which yeah, they did okay, just win. Well, yeah. 
They're on a one-game winning streak. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Huge. Anyways, what are your picks? You guys, you guys are all taking North Carolina. Yeah, Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, right. Carolina. I'm only on him if Pinson plays. If he's not, I'm on Duke. Okay. Did you not hear Luke just scream at you about potential and what? That's not quite pick as bad. <laughs> pick somebody. Potential is different from one player playing. Okay. Yeah, I think Pinson is that important in this yeah. particular. Well, game. if he's not playing, we'll know who who okay. Mike picks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you'll know. We'll know. All Great. right. Which I so if you guys are looking at next games to pick, so that's the only game on Thursday. There are no mm-hmm. games on Friday, and then you got a full slate on Saturday. When's the last time we had an ACC Friday game? Yeah, Do you even need to mention Friday. Friday? Yeah. We're I doing other things Friday. Friday's for napping and getting ready for Saturday. I'm watching Mac games on Friday. Oh, is that <laughs> right? The Ivy League plays on Friday. Yeah, all yeah, all the Ivy League, League plays on Friday. The schedule's that's, all Ivy League. They that's do. True. We take Fridays very seriously. I'm not looking to see Dartmouth <laughs> play Penn. All right, but the the. <laughs> The two best games I no think offense, on Saturday are Miami at Louisville and Florida State at Notre Dame. The rest of the games are kind of all over the board. Well, um, Louisville's winning the first game you selected, so can we get to the second game? Yeah, Miami at Louisville. That'll oh, be the first, right. first Louisville game at full strength for them after the controversy here at uh, Charlottesville. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Quentin Snyder, Quinn Snyder. Not, will be yeah. back. Listen, it's yeah. not a bad controversy. It's a strategic one. Mm-hmm. If it is... In fact, a conspiracy. Yeah, and right now the projected line for Louisville is expected to be 12. It, it can't be high enough, and every time I say that, you can take the other team. But the, it, <laughs> it can't be high enough for Louisville here. I like a minus 19 or 20, but I think it'll be a 12-point game. I completely agree. I'm taking Louisville in this. All right. It might take them a while to get their legs back, though. You know, I don't know. I'm kind of That is so untrue. Uh-huh. Well, 12 points, right? Yeah, it's supposed to be 12 against Miami. I think Miami just is a much worse version. If Jaquan Newton has a weakness, it's that oh. he is a he turns the ball over way too Would much. Would you guys like an update card, on yeah. the Miami-Virginia Tech game? Oh, Yeah, okay. sure. It is 40-34 to 34 as we tape right now in favor of Miami at half. Okay. All right, and that's in Coral Gables? It is. Yeah. Wow. All right. It is. I Good for Tech. Virginia Tech. Good for Tech. No, they yeah. can come back from that. Yeah. That no 500 problem. team in the ACC, you guys thought we were going to be a sleepers. Yeah. All right. Okay. O- over to Florida State and Notre Dame, I guess. Or did you want to pick that Louisville game? Guthrie? I mean, I think this is a consensus. Yeah. You like Louisville? Absolutely. Okay. Take um, it to the bank, listeners. Even 12 points. Yeah. That's, that's a big spread, and we're all yeah, on it. I like it. Let's jump on this. Okay. All right. And uh, th- I mean, we've had... We've had consensus picks before mm-hmm. since the uh, Clemson game. How'd we but, do? Um, well, we never, like, they, they were... <laughs> Always wrong. I don't know what anyone's talking about when no, we're so good. No, we had, we, had we, a hit. we had a big hit. The Clemson game was, yeah. we were spot on. Okay. Yeah. What I'm saying is, I don't think we've, like, had a, an official consensus pick since the Clemson game. We had game. one, but Taylor backed out. Which one was that? And he just backed out for the program, not for. The yeah, purse. which game was that? I don't remember either. Uh, I don't know. Let's see. I don't know. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it does. It doesn't I matter. agree. It doesn't matter. All Except right. for the spreadsheet. Anyways, yeah, <laughs> Florida State at Notre Dame. I think this is a critical game for both teams. Notre Dame got away with a seven-point win against Wake Forest last night. Um, it was actually a push in Vegas um, for those that were. Looking. Let's set, the, <laughs> let's set the scene. Okay, the last time, previously on Florida State versus Notre Dame, in in Tallahassee at the arena that I still don't know the name of, <laughs> I feel bad. 
Uh, hopefully my boss is not listening, but... The Donald L. Tucker Center. Well done, Guthrie. Thank yeah. you. But Notre Dame with the backdoor cover. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Vestoria hitting the cover shot, but Fluger was very much involved with a radical right. corner three. Right, the fadeaway corner falling out mm. of bounds three. For Vegas the, Mike, for, for some reason, cover. had some... Child care duty, so he didn't know the exact line and texted all of us. Oh, right, well, Jonathan Isaac's covering for Florida State. I and know, we're like, I thought, Are you I thought it was a mind? two point line, and it was a five and a half point line. And Jonathan Isaac is like defending the rim, like, you know, it's and his hit life about depends on four it. Four three free throws in a row. <laughs> Jonathan Isaac sneakily. So Notre the Dame was competitive there. The I think Notre Dame has gone downhill since then. I think, I think Florida State everyone. went downhill sneakily. and then came back up. So. What's our projection? Uh, so it's expected to be, I have it as a Florida State uh, plus one. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> I, that's getting, what I have getting to. Getting one point mm. at Notre Dame. That Notre, is tricky. Notre Dame is in in danger zone right now. I, I'm worried about them. Are we sure Purcell Pavilion is a real thing? <sighs> I, I So the way that I value arenas in midseason games is I immediately go look at what the price of a ticket is on StubHub to see if it's actually going to be a hype game or not, because I actually think that that has real value there. So Love this, this analysis. So this is Go a ahead. 6 p.m. game on ESPN in South Bend. All right, Tickets right now for a college basketball game, these are pretty high, going for 79 bucks. So... Where where are we talking? Like what? This level is in Notre t- Dame. No, yeah, this is like, like where am I sitting? This is the baseline. Can I also tell you something about available. this? I don't see nosebleeds. Well, hold up, hold up. Nosebleeds. nosebleeds at Notre Dame are not like another arena. I I was at Purcell Pavilion about two weeks ago. Okay, and there's no bad seat in the house. It's not a big arena. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, if you're in the nosebleeds, it's a good vantage point. That's like, I don't know, upper deck, second, third. Of, not third row. What you're saying is we should eighth make a road trip. Eighth row at the Dean Dome. We should make a road I'm trip serious. to this game. Mm-hmm. I'm s- if you're in the eighth row of the second shelf of the Dean Dome, that's nosebleed of Purcell. Right. Hmm. So, again, this is this is another game, kind of like when we talked about the Duke game earlier, that's a pace of place pace of play game, right? So who do you trust more running up and down the floor with 60 possessions on each side? I mean, do you feel better about Notre Dame in that situation? Or do you feel better about Florida State? Now, your argument might be that Florida State is a better defensive team overall, uh, which would be true in most cases, with exception to Georgia a team Tech. like... Yeah, with exception... Georgia Tech is better than both. Um, but <laughs> the, the, oh, issue, the issue is when you shoot the basketball from three as well as Notre Dame does, especially at home, especially with this crowd. Um, I, I just see it negating a lot of Florida State's positives. I, I think Florida State is actually a little bit in danger here. Notre Dame got a really nice win against Wake Forest last night. I like them here, minus one against Florida State. Are we sure that's a really good win when you win against Wake Forest? Yeah. I think at Florida home, State should have made home. the tournament. A home win against Wake Forest is a great win. And look, it was and, an impressive second half. Wake Forest was winning at halftime. Yeah, they were. They were. And Notre Dame will have been home all week. You know, they they played you know North Carolina and Greensboro um, last Sunday. They played Wake Forest at home. They got this game at home. This is this is a big game for Notre Dame. Uh, Mike Bray's going to have the boys fired up. I, I like him here. Mm. <laughs> is yeah, no, I'll I'll chime in and say. I like Notre Dame, too. Everything, I mean, I worry about their ability to handle the size of Florida State every time I feel like I've watched Notre Dame play a team 
with size inside and team that rebounds and you know owns Notre mm-hmm. Dame inside basically Notre Dame has yeah. been owned inside I worry about that mm-hmm. but I agree with Mike here I think Notre Dame's going to get it I think they if the, if the they usually play very slow but if the pace starts to heat up I can actually see them you know getting a lot of open looks in transition and really eating up Florida State yeah and remember looks. we talked Listen, about fatigue they'll have been home for a whole week f- Florida State is the Jekyll and Hyde team of this league right now, if we're talking top-heavy. Because bottom-heavy Jekyll and Hydes are just like, well, I mean, that's, that's what you get. Yeah. But if you look at Notre Dame, they've taken care of business, but they've lo- they haven't really upset anybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you call them beating Florida State on the home floor an upset? Yeah, I definitely would. You would? Yeah, I, I think, agree. I think people right now see then Notre Dame as a team that's reeling. I might have to go to Florida State. I think in in like the public's mind, Notre Dame is reeling, like Mike said. And also, yeah. I don't think people ever, aside from people who really, really, oh, are I was in on the match of Villanova. If this is a pick, I'm going go Notre Dame. But if they're dogs, I mean, then maybe I'll is. take Florida State. I think, I think it'll go down to a pick them for sure. Yeah, you know I mean, what? Yeah. I'm gonna go Irish. You know, we're we're closing in on St. Patrick's Day. I'll go Irish. Wow, St. Patrick's Day, the All first Friday. Three Friday of you of are on Notre weekend. Dame. Yeah, am I in some alternate reality? I know it seems you're weird, I, right? I can't believe you're picking I, a road favorite. This is a no. Team. no I'm picking Notre a road dog. By one right now. Wait, wait, what? It's Florida State Notre plus one. Well, then I'll take one. Florida State. I changed okay. my pick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will say. Um, so actually, Notre it's Dame. It's gonna go to a pick'em. Right? Can we can we talk about that? If it that? goes to a pick'em, I'm back on Notre Dame. <laughs> Whatever. There, it's a point. You know, Wait, so you're, you're predicting a one point Notre Dame victory, a half point Notre Dame victory? I that's, just like them when they're. That's hey, your prediction. I like points. Dogs. I points like and half dogs. points matter. I, I'm just saying that's his prediction. His prediction is a Notre Dame half point. Victory. Hey, were you familiar I, with the UCLA matter. and Utah earlier this year? Okay, I'm which not ruined I'm just, us. I'm putting it out there. Ruined I can, our futures. I can feel these guys are deep in the game. Do you guys hear that, listeners? These are guys that have been scoring. <laughs> I guarantee, whatever that game was, they did not win it. <laughs> right? You don't remember the half point that you won. Okay, nobody ever remembers. No. That. Well, actually, the Villanova Notre Dame game was maybe. The cover of of our lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. that. That was like that was utterly unreal. So, yeah. um, you're taking Florida the, State. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I think you guys are tremendously underrating the athletic ability of this team. Yeah, this, they're they're a great basketball team. They have had struggles on the road. Uh, the struggles are generally against pretty pretty decent defensive teams. I don't know if I, I could I classify... Good, a good defensive teams. I mean, North Carolina, Georgia Tech, and Syracuse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think those are good three, defensive three teams. Three of the better defensive teams in the ACC. <laughs> can I, say, can I well, just stay away from this? You continue, but... Yeah, isn't yeah. Isn't this sort of a stay away from all of us? I mean, I'm probably not going to be placing Monopoly money on this game. Mm-hmm. Uh... Yeah, I can't. I, I can't. I'm pers- calling my friends at the West Coast tonight do, and saying, "Take Notre Dame." Yeah, for me, I would do a good amount on Mike Bray here. I, you I just guys think, are wow. out of your minds. Yeah, th- this this is a scary game to me. This uh, is a, I do this is a game like Mike Bray wins. I do like Florida State a lot this season in general, but also in this game mm-hmm. because they have they they will be able to exploit Notre Dame's significant weaknesses inside. And that they are terrific defensively. Let me tell you why another, I feel this is a sign from on high that I should take Notre Dame here. I looked up Donald L. Tucker of the Donald L. Tucker Civic Center. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Luke, which you mentioned. He's a speaker of the Florida House of Representatives, but it's got to burn Florida State fans up. He actually got his law degree from the University of Florida. Wait, what center are you talking about? I was oh. talking about Purcell Pavilion at the oh, Joe's. No, I'm talking about, I, I, you I mentioned said it. Donald I said L. Tucker. It. Yeah, oh, I sorry, got three days. That's Florida Anyways, State's home arena. Notre Dame. Yeah, I know. Little nugget, wow. little factoid right there. Didn't, there didn't know that. Thank you, Taylor. Appropriate response, Guthrie. Thank you. Can I say this is a stay away, but gun to my head, I would take Florida State. I'm going Florida with Florida State Guthrie. plus one. Yeah. Boom. You hear that? Boom. That's that's the sound of the gun going All right. Wrong. So we have three games picked. <laughs> <laughs> we have th- I love you, Michael. We have three games picked. Yeah, my best friend. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, let's go with Louisville and Syracuse. No, I mean, that's the no, big before, Monday game, right? No, before we go that, let's go to Wonk Fest, Wake Forest, and NC State. Wake at home. If they're oh. anything less than oh. an eight-point favorite, we're hammering that, right? Oh, gosh. Uh, so Wake's at home against NC State. I yeah. assume that they're going to be at least double-digit favorites there. No, Palm has them. No, Ken Palm has, has them winning by 11. There's too yeah. many successful NC State alum out there for that to happen. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I can't pick a 10-point line. It's it's, it's one not of my gonna be curses. 10. It's not going to be 10. It's going to be 7. That is so many it's points. It's going to be 7. But the last time I said so many points with a wake game. All right, well, look, I got a better wake, I got a better wake game for you. Can you put the brakes, pump the brakes on that? Just assume that NC State's going to lose by a million. <laughs> I, I got, I got another wake game later in the okay. week for you. All okay. Right? So let's go to the big Monday game, Louisville at Syracuse. Oh, we okay? need to talk about this. This all is right, an so important game. This is a huge game. Obviously, we've already talked about Syracuse being arguably the hottest team in the ACC recently with a uh, big win against Virginia. Yeah, they the are the hottest team. Heartbreaking they uh, are the three. They are the hottest team. Uh, against Clemson, the buzzer beater last night, uh, playing at home against Louisville, who will have just finally coalesced against Miami, where they will have won by 11 and lost all of our money. Um, <laughs> you know, against the 12-point spread. Uh, they're going to um, win by more than that. You're so, so wrong. So yeah. now they're coming. They're going on the road I saw the, the look in Donovan Mitchell's eyes through those glasses. Big Monday, Jay Billis. Tweeting, wearing shoes, probably little young Yeezy shoes or whatever it is that he wears. Um, what do you guys? Oh, that, was, that was. Can we take this moment to tell a Jay Billis story? <laughs> yeah, I was on Twitter yeah. and I caught Yeezy. a Jay Billis typo, <laughs> and I submitted it to him saying, "You might want to double check your typo before he goes to work, because he always go, I gotta go to work before some." I don't know, yeah, plagiarized rap quote. Of course, yeah. Rap, yeah. Well, I respect that. I mean, it's a little and old now, you but know I respect what? it. He. He deleted his quote, quote, which was, or his tweet, which was, you know, a typo. So okay. I, I think that was a moment for the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw him tweet at us, and I was like, oh, hey, what's up, what? Jay? I mean, you, maybe we can share this later on off air, but what was the typo? Because I, I mean, was it I'll tell you afterwards. Okay. It was significant. It okay. was, yeah, I it assumed was. it was. If it was just petty, it was just small. We yeah. don't need to be petty. Right, but right. the funny thing is, like, 100,000 people retweeted him and liked his tweet. So I guess we were the first person. We were, like, 100,001 yeah. to mm-hmm. uh, catch it. So uh, it's significant, yeah. right? right? I mean, copy right. editing is a lost art. Yeah. All right. So what do you guys see? Louisville at Syracuse. How do you guys see this game unfolding? Louisville. It's the perfect matchup for the Cardinals. They defensive and they offensive rebound well, considering the rest of the country. I think they're about 30th per Ken Palm, mm-hmm. which is good enough, and it's a strong mark in the ACC. If you look at the rest of the offensive rebounding teams in the ACC, they defend the three-point shot better than anybody in the country. I don't care if they're number three in Ken Palm. I think they're better than number one and number two, which shall not be named. So I think Syracuse loses 
an advantage on their jump shots. I'm taking Louisville. I don't care what the spread is. It's going to be <laughs> a six-point spread, spread I'm taking for Louisville. Louisville. Louisville minus six. Woo. Six. Syracuse Woo. getting six at, at home. The you have to take Syracuse. At home. Louisville's offense against a Syracuse defense that is coming together. Well, let's go Guthrie Taylor on this. Yeah, I'm taking I've Syracuse. Already, I've already said my pick. I'm taking Syracuse. I think, okay. I think that uh, they're going to get some points. They're going to be able to uh, find those open spots against Louisville. Okay. I think their zone is going to really limit Louisville's defense in the half court. Offense in the half their court. Their zone is going to, okay. Syracuse's Thank zone is for, really going to limit Louisville's okay. offense in the half court. All right, you clarified. Guthrie? Uh, Mike, why don't you go and pick? I'm still, I'm still ruminating. Oh, are you, are you really? No, you're Mike ready. Mike wants to go last. You're Mike's ready. I want to go no, last. This is my something. game. Mike, let's hear hand, it. Mike. Let's all hear right. It. Look, people. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me just be oh, honest oh. with you, all right? Leaning close. Here it comes. This is how they built the Venetian. All right. Everybody and their mother. Everybody and their mother is going to want to take Syracuse. All right? Oh, no, no. Everybody's no. going to want to oh. take Syracuse. Everyone's going to take Everybody's going to want to take them. All right. Six really? points. You're going to say, oh, two possessions, two big boy possessions. They've won at four in a row. They've won four this in a row. Team is on fire. Maybe five. Louisville just barely beat Miami. They're just coming together. Oh, I just don't know. I just don't know. And then Louisville's going to come into the Carrier Dome and Jim, they're going to take Jim Beheim's face and they're just going to wipe it all over the floor. Like oh, that, that, those slow walk-offs. Yeah, I mean, they're just going to. Patino is going to wear a white suit. I'm not, I'm guaranteeing it he's right gonna now. Flip out a, he's going to flip out a gangster lighter and yeah. light that Jim Beheim blazer on fire. Yeah, I mean, the whole and thing. And the handshake line. The whole thing is going to be quite the show for Louisville basketball. This is, this is their moment. This is what gets them the number one seed in the tournament. Everybody's going to remember this game louisville baby man we're divided again yeah it's it's hard for me to follow that up i can tell why you wanted to go last uh yeah i i am i am also gonna be uh picking louisville Uh, there are too many to one majority i love this guys make make a mental note please (laughs) i i I think yeah at this point at this point syracuse has won five games in a row it will be six going into this game Louisville just had an embarrassing loss in Charlottesville. I think there are going to be a lot of questions in people's minds about this Louisville Cardinal team. Except if I, they listen to this podcast the and realize theory. that the conspiracy yeah. is well Patino, in play. Patino working hard to get value for his team. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, can I tell you I, I love the play? I love it. Yeah, I, you know what? It actually, when you guys were talking about Patino, it did make me think about the white suit. And I went back and looked it up. They were supposed to have the whiteout game against NC State at home. And, uh, Why would you waste did, it on NC State? They did have the whiteout game, but Patino, he says, I quote here, I forgot it was a whiteout, and that is no BS. I left that suit in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what was he wearing it for in Miami? Like, oh, that's God, the that's party great. I want to go to. It's like him and P. Diddy. And Jim Laranaga. <laughs> yeah. Jim Laranaga in a white track That's suit. the one I want to go to. Uh, so, no anyways, I hope he does wear it at home against Miami. Maybe that'll be the only oh way we cover. Oh, my gosh. Wait, guys. who is he playing on the supposed white, white oh, out? Wow, there's actually more to Wait, this quote. Who, who are they playing in the supposed white out game? Uh, they're supposed to be playing NC State. It was when they played NC State. Oh, that's NC State. Sound, there's a yeah. theme music. <laughs> Here's the rest of the quote. I wore it. I was doing a Tony Montana Montana impression down there. I got paid for it. It it is down in Miami. 
Period. I will wear white, but it won't be a white suit. I'll have a white shirt on. <laughs> I think that's a good seal to this one. Uh, we will mention to you real uh, quickly before good. we depart that uh, the ACC Basketball Degenerates podcast is sponsored by Three Notched Brewing. That's right. Named after a colonial era trail running through central Virginia, Three Notched Brewery develops innovative beers around the bold characters that left their mark on American history. Characters like Jack Jewett, Thomas Jefferson, and Patrick Henry. Three Notched Beers can be found at fine grocers everywhere and at their tasting rooms in Charlottesville, Harrisonburg, and Richmond, Virginia. Three Notched Brewery. That's right. Leave your mark this week. I don't know what we had, but maybe you dudes do. 40 Mile, right? Yeah, we had some 40 Mile and IPA. The black, uh, IPA. the black IPA. Yeah, yeah. The the I think it was called the Ink Swelter from the Harrisonburg Brewery. Good Ink work down there by Mary, Swelter. the brewer. Yeah, she does, she uh, does good I got work. one last thing. Third coach Close that us. hasn't made the tournament in each of the, fast, the past five seasons, Pat Chambers at Penn State. Oh. Wow. We have nothing that else makes to say. Sense. Well, that makes sense. 